Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Hope everybody had a very nice Christmas. Certainly, uh, if you were Alvin Kamara on a Wiz, you had a really good Christmas because uh, historic stuff took place last night on both the NFL and the fantasy stage for the performance of Alvin Kamara. How are you doing, Wiz? Yeah, doing okay. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> But it was pretty funny saying that uh, if you have uh, Alvin Kamara, the game's over. You already, you already won. It doesn't matter who your opponent has. Doesn't matter who else you have left. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was something to behold for sure. But uh, yeah, we're both on the money. You love the over. I love the Saints. And uh, uh, yeah, not much else to say except. Uh, where Mike Zimmer's in big trouble with that Vikings defense going forward next year, but uh, that's for another uh, podcast, I think. You know, I, I found it very interesting in the game. You, you want to talk about a player who's captured the hearts of uh, of fantasy owners and, and, and actually football football people as well. But you know, Justin Jefferson, um, given a lot of respect yesterday in that ball game, where you know the the, the defensive attention placed on that player, he ended up having an okay game. But you know they were they either had Lattimore on him or they were double teaming him constantly, and you know just shows you how quickly that player has gained uh, attention in the National Football League. Yeah, the Vikings have a terrific one-two punch and wide receiver. Irv Smith finally has emerged. He was a guy in the preseason. We were talking about these uh, second and third year tight ends that one of them that we really liked, and he seems to. Uh, kind of coming to his own a little bit. Uh, I hope he'll build on that momentum going into the next year. And Dalvin Cook and, you know, the Vikings' offensive side of the ball is is, uh, is strong. Just what a turnaround where their defense used to be something you'd rely on, but now it's completely the opposite and uh, the defense can't stop anybody. Yeah, I think, you know, yesterday in that particular ball game, missing a couple of key players. You've mentioned Kendricks before. He didn't play in this particular game. Uh, we know the secondary was bad last year. They didn't improve upon it. They were decimated by injuries. So tough go of it for the Vikings. Yeah, maybe Zimmer's around to see it. Maybe not. I don't know. But, yeah, I agree with you on the offensive side of the ball. Certainly very happy to see Irv Smith continue to produce, obviously, Rudolph out. But still, he's the more athletic and more interesting guy. And, and he's when he does get the opportunity, he has produced. I think he scored three weeks in a row now for the for the Vikings. So uh, yeah, that's moving in the right direction. So okay, so we got a lot of action starts today. Three games the NFL is giving us today starts with the Detroit Lions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at, at one o'clock today, followed by Arizona San Fran, and then tonight uh, you also get that. Uh, wait, the last game tonight is. Uh, Am I missing something here? Hold on. The, uh, sorry, the Dolphins and the Raiders, which um, yeah. looked at, a few weeks ago looked like it was going to be a pivotal playoff game. Uh, but right now, those teams are going in opposite directions. So, all right, let's get things kick-started here. Um, fantasy football playoffs, you know, you mentioned about Alvin Kamara um, and, and the performance of him. And, if, you know, I had Kamara in one of my leagues, and I'm obviously quite elated of his performance. But I'm facing a team that has a, a lot of really good players on it, so I'm not discounting that it's going to be over right then and there. He's got guys like Tyreek Hill who, who who have the ability to have a big game. So I'm not sleeping, ready to go. So let's start talking about love him and leave him. And I'm going to have you start off at the quarterback position, Wiz. 
Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, quarterback, it's going to be pretty quick and simple for me. I'm going to give one that I love and one that I'm fading. I'm going to fade Lamar Jackson. Uh, I know he's played better as of late, but uh, he also has had some cupcake matchups. And uh, where he's ranked uh, going up against the Giants, I'm going to fade that player a little bit. Um, I think he could be uh, – you know, a little bit of a struggle. You know, the Giants maybe will have a good game plan for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense. So, uh, as far as Lamar Jackson having a big game, uh, I'm going to fade him. And I'm loving Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think it's the type of game where the Jets have just been susceptible to pass. And he's played better as of late, Baker Mayfield, I'm talking about. So, I'm going to, I'm loving Baker Mayfield. I'm going to fade Lamar Jackson. All right, so I'll start with my fade. Uh, he's been my fade for a couple of weeks in a row now. Uh, I, I'm a proud owner. I'm, I'm always been on the bandwagon of the player, uh, but I'm sorry. Uh, anybody that's starting Russell Wilson this week, uh, you're making a big mistake. I actually even think you have to really – figure out what you're going to do. You're not going to bench DK Metcalf, but we know what's going to happen in this particular game. I know the Rams are coming off of a a lousy game against the New York Jets. I don't think this will be the case in this particular ball game. I think they'll be ready to play, even though it's in Seattle. But remember, no fans. Um, Russell Wilson's a fade for me. Uh, You know, I've been on this trend for the last few weeks. I'll continue to be on it. And two guys that I think that are going to be top 10 performers this week, maybe even top five performers. I'm going with two rookie quarterbacks. I'm going with Tua Togovailoa, and I'm going with Jalen Hurts. Uh, look, Dallas Dallas Cowboy defense, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to have to be in a high-scoring game in this particular one. I think Hurts will definitely hurt them both on the ground and in the air. Uh, so I think his performance, I've mentioned it already in the podcast earlier, I'm actually starting him over Tom Brady, um, and, and I feel strongly about that. And as far as Tagovailoa, uh, you know, basically I think you mentioned it, uh, I think, a couple of episodes ago. That with hardly any offensive weapons, he had a really good game. We know the Raider defense is nothing to behold at this point in time, dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, I, 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 he looks like he's going to get a couple of guys back in this particular ball game. So I'm going with Tua as a guy who's going to really outperform this week. All right. And uh, go ahead, take us out of running back. All right, so I've got two guys that I've, I've basically, I don't think I've talked about either of these two guys all year long, but I think uh, depending on your situations, I think these guys, uh, and it looks to be a situation where, especially in Houston at this point in time, the, the pass receivers are not what, he, what Sean Watson started the year with. I think David Johnson, who last week resembled a little bit of 2015 David Johnson with a tremendous amount of catches out of the backfield. But I think David Johnson is a guy that you want to latch on to this week. If you own him, don't be afraid to start him. And the other guy I'm going to put out there is a love uh, against the, in, in the same ball game against an extremely weak defense. But Gio Bernard touched the ball over 25 la- t- times last week against the Steelers. Uh, he had a big ball game. I think they're going right, to go right back with, with Gio this week. So those are two guys that I see really outperforming this week. Um, and two guys I'm going to fade. Uh, one, we, Wiz and I have talked about this consistently, consistently during the year. I know the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has not been as sharp recently, but I'm still going to fade De- DeAndre Swift in this particular ball game. And the other guy I'm going to fade, you know, you mentioned Baker Mayfield, how well they're actually passing the ball. And I just think this is going to be one of those games. You, We've talked about the Jets' 
rushing defense, which is actually semi-okay. But I'm going to fade Nick Chubb a little bit in this particular one, uh, where the Jets do play pretty decently up front and, and look for the Baker Mayfield and the passing game to really excel here more than the running game in this particular ball game against the Jets. Yeah, my, my fade is Nick Chubb as well. I just think, uh, you know, could he have 70, 80 yards and a touchdown? Sure. But I, I think um, where he's ranked in regards to, you know, his performance, what I think it's going to be, I'm going to fade Nick Chubb as well. Um, I just think, you know, the, the, the Baker Mayfield is going to have a good game and uh, and it's going to be, you know, that type of game against the Jets where they're going to th- you know, have more success throwing. And my two loves for the week are in the same game. I'm loving Miles Sanders against the Cowboys, and I'm loving Tony Pollard in the same game against the Eagles. I think it'll be that type of game. I think um, – you know, everyone's had success running the ball, and uh, I think it'll be a lot of Miles Sanders, and I think we'll have a very good game against the Cowboys. And uh, I, I don't care if Elliott's starting or how much he's playing. I'm still loving Tony Powell this week. I think with the with where Elliott where Elliott is announced as starting, it kind of pushes down the value of Pollard into where he's looked at on DraftKings and everything else. But I, I'm still loving him anyhow. So. Um, I'm loving Sanders and Pollard in the same game. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting one with Pollard. I know, I know you talked about that, and I think you know you, you get to this point in time, and then you know you love to have this, the the guy that's going to be getting the 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 lion's share of the carries. And I don't think anything's guaranteed here. Obviously, the Cowboys are still fighting for a playoff spot. Um, yeah, I, I own Pollard in one league. I'm kind of torn at the moment whether to play him or not. You know, the funny thing is. Two other guys that I own, uh, I own Le'Veon Bell, and I own um, and I and I own uh, Gio Bernard, and I'm kind of tossing and turning right now. I got one spot to start. Do I start Bernard? Do I start Pollard? Or do I start um, uh, Gio? And it seems like you're telling me that I should be starting in Pol- or Bell, excuse me. And you, it seems like you push me to to start Pollard in that particular ball game. I, I would necessarily not say 100% start Pollard, but I would say don't start Le'Veon Bell. Uh, that would be he would be third on my list of uh, of options regarding the matchup at home against the Falcons. I, I would start him. I just don't trust that player. So uh, Pollard, I like a lot, and um, and you know you made the point about Geo getting so many touches. So uh, that would be my decision if I was you between one of those. Uh, two players. Uh, let's move to wide receiver. I mentioned that I loved um, Baker Mayfield, and I'm loving Jarvis Landry as well. I think he could catch a lot of passes in this game uh, against the Jets. Baker's been playing well. Everyone's been able to throw the ball against the Jets, so I'm loving Jarvis Landry. And I'm loving another wide receiver this week. I'm loving Cole Beasley for the simple fact that I believe Belichick is going to do everything and anything he can, including double teaming, uh, you know, tilting the defense all towards Diggs. And I think there's going to be a lot of room to run for Cole Beasley, who has really become an elite slot receiver with his quickness. So I'm loving Landry and I'm loving Cole Beasley. And until I see him get the better of Jalen Ramsey, I'm going to fade D.K. Metcalf, who Jalen Ramsey completely shut out 
the first time the Seahawks played the Rams. So Landry and Beasley I'm loving, and I'm leaving DK Metcalf. What say you? So it's interesting because I, I did mention uh, you know Metcalf when we talked about Wilson, and, and, and I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. I just think that's a really, really tricky situation there. As you mentioned, he's not been able to get the better of the player thus far. He's a young guy, right? Over time, that, that could definitively change. But I think that's something that you need to pay very, very close attention to. So I'm not going to fight you on that. It's very funny. Cole Beasley basically is going to have a 1,000-yard season this year. He is going to have a 1,000-yard season. He's been a remarkable outlet for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, But it's interesting that you mentioned Beasley because my fade this week actually is Stephen Diggs. And, you know, I've kind of talked about this a bunch of episodes this year, more so around the tight end position. But but Stephen Diggs is, is the single biggest weapon on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, from a from a pass catching perspective, and as an offensive player, and I think Bill Belichick, like you said, will do everything in his right mind to stop that player from hurting him. So, so I'm fading Stefan Diggs. The other <clears throat> the other guy I'm going to fade, and it doesn't make me feel good because I am starting him in a particular ball game, but. I mentioned Jair Alexander a couple of weeks ago squaring off against Robbie Anderson, uh, and he's the he's a shutdown corner for the Green Bay Packers, and he did he did exactly that. And this week he will go up against the Green Bay Packers, sorry, against the Tennessee Titans in that ball game. So I'm going to fade AJ Brown in this particular game. You know, the thing about AJ Brown is you and I both agree he probably needs more volume than he's gotten. Granted, he has been nicked up a lot this year. Too many times I've seen that player limping off the field, and I'm going, oh, gosh, is he going to come back out? And that's happened a number of times over the last few weeks. So I am a little bit concerned about putting him out there, particularly against Alexander. But I'm fading A.J. Brown, and I'm fading uh, Stefan Diggs this week. And the three guys I love this week, and I really, I'm going to stress love this week, uh, I've told my boy Bobby Zach about this player a couple of weeks in a row now. This is the perfect matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs will be playing the Atlanta Falcons. I think Calvin Ridley will get a tremendous amount of attention. Uh, in standard fantasy leagues that, that with PPR, Russell Gage has had over 15 fantasy points three games in a row. I absolutely love that player once again. I think Ridley will command a lot of attention in this ballgame. Jamison Crowder and Sam Darnold have reconnected again. Uh, the other guys have kind of faded away. Mims, Mims has been kind of off and off, off and on the field. Uh, Perryman has been very inconsistent. But that chemistry between these two players is really good. I love Jamison Crowder this week. And the last guy I love, I've mentioned the chemistry between Godwin and Brady just hasn't been there. And it's coming on with him and Antonio Brown. Uh, I see a huge game from Antonio Brown this week, today, actually, against the Detroit Lions. All right. Uh, Good stuff, that's for sure. Uh, Can't disagree with any of that. Uh, Let's move to tight end, where I'm going to love one tight end and leave one tight end. I'm loving Noel Font this week. Um, I think think he catches maybe five or six passes and a touchdown as well um, against the Chargers. Uh, I just think the Chargers just really can't cover anybody. because they don't even really have much of a desire to play defense these days. So I'm loving Noah Font. And as long as he keeps being rated as a tight end one, I'm just going to keep fading Eric Ebron. Um, there's nothing that I like about him this week. Uh, the matchup, the player, the way he's been playing, nothing. So loving Noah Font, fading Eric Ebron a tight end. 
So it's a funny one. Uh, I actually have, and again, I'm not playing Monday morning, Monday morning quarterback here, but you, you know how much I love Irv Smith Jr. Uh, I actually had him on this list in preparation from the show, for the show because uh, I took my notes a couple of days ago. So it's pointless to talk about that, but he did have a tremendous effort, and I was quite pleased with that. Uh, the two tight ends I love this week, uh, I love Jalen Hurts, and I love Dallas Goddard. Um, uh, I'll never forget that moment in that NFL uh, draft when uh, David Akers baited the Dallas Cowboy fan base and uh, and, and the Eagles chose Dallas Goddard that year. Um, the, the, the Cowboys will see what they were missing in this particular ballgame. I see a lot of action for Dallas Goddard in this particular one. I also love Noah Font as well alongside you, so uh, I'm right with you there for all the reasons that you, you mentioned. And my one fade, I think everybody will be very surprised by this one, Here's my logic, and you can call me crazy. So here's Mike Vrabel, uh, former linebacker in in the NFL, uh, played for Bill Belichick. Uh, We've talked about Bill Belichick and what he does in stopping teams' weapons. Robert Tanyan has scored touchdowns five games in a row. I don't think Mike Vrabel's going to let that happen. Obviously, they'll have their hands full trying to defend uh, Devontae Adams, of course. But I'm going to fade Robert Tanya this week. I don't know how people keep letting him sneak in there and do what he's doing. He's basically the second option in this passing offense. But I think Mike Vrabel will make it a point to make sure that Robert Tanyan doesn't do damage in this particular game. So that is my fade. Uh, Maybe strange reasoning behind it, but that is my reasoning. All right. Uh, Let's go to the games that we love for the week. Uh, take us out. How many games, sides, totals this week, week 16 of the NFL do you love? Okay, so uh, I don't know if people are paying attention, but I don't know who's going to be coaching the Detroit Lions. Most of the season, nobody really has been coaching the Detroit Lions, but in particular today with Daryl Bevel, who's uh, taken the place of uh, Matt Patricia, he's out with COVID, as is like three or four other members of the coaching staff. I am taking the under in the Tampa Bay Detroit Lion game. It's 54. I think that's incredibly high. Uh, I, I know Matt Stafford has a high IQ for a quarterback, but this is a lot of decimation in your coaching staff. I don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have exactly been lighting the world on fire, but I think it's a very high over-under, so I'm fading that one at 54. I'm going to make a note here, and I think you want to pay close attention. It's the one game that I think could be impacted by weather. Right now, the over-under on that uh, Tampa on the Green Bay Tennessee game is 55 and a half. Uh, watch the weather right now. It looks that snow could potentially be in the forecast and some wind. I think that's a little bit high, even though both of these offenses have produced quite well. So that's one point I'd like everybody to kind of make sure they're watching. Uh, I love the Bills laying seven points this week against the Patriots. Um, they're going to they're gonna basically make a point and say, hey, this is our division now. And a team that I think has played extremely hard all year long, I know we've talked glowingly about the Redskins. It remains to be seen if Antonio Gibson's going to play in this game. It looks like Alex Smith is going to quarterback I know the Washington football team has a nice defense but for some reason when the when the when the Panthers have been underdogs they've consistently outproduced I think they're actually a better football team their defense has actually played better in the last few weeks it's a very young defense I like the Panthers getting a point against the Washington football team all right Uh, I like five games one of them's today. Uh, first one is Tampa Bay against the Lions, and I just think the line is out of whack. Um, and I'm taking the Lions plus ten points at home in this game. I understand about they should coach. I understand O'Galladay. 
I understand, you know, the Brady and Tampa Bay is starting to heat up this time of year. I, I get all of that. I just think the line is too high. Um, so I'm going to take the Lions plus 10. The next one is the same deal. I just think the line is out of whack. Um, I know the Jets, you know, pulled off that miracle last week against the Rams. Not a miracle. I mean, it was a 17.5 point underdog, and they won the game outright. But if you look at it, the Jets have been playing better. And I just think Cleveland should not be a 10-point favorite on the road in this game. I'm taking the Jets also plus 10. The next one is the Colts minus 1.5 at the Steelers. One thing that worries about me is seems everybody likes the Colts in this game. So I usually don't like taking those type of games. But that being said, I'm still going to take the Colts minus one and a half. The fourth game is the Broncos getting three against the Chargers. I just think the, the, the Broncos are going to be able to have one of these very strong games on offense, which they have like it seems every other week. So, they got Blitz Creek against Buffalo last week. But I'm coming back with the Broncos plus three. And then speaking of up and down, the Rams very, very much down last week. And I think they'll very be very much up this week. So Rams pick them against the Seahawks is my fifth game. Yeah, a lot of people have asked me about the Rams this week, uh, starting their defense, you know, some of their offensive players. But I'm I'm in agreement with you. While they infuriated me last week, I, I think they're going to bounce back in this particular ball game. So I'm not going to disagree with your with your particular particular thesis in this one. All right, so let's right, uh, uh, let's look at player props. You want to get us started there? Yeah, I mean. I was looking I was looking at some of the player props and I, I just think I'm gonna do um you know some of the some of the uh, some of the you know the fades and, and go unders and overs on uh some of the the the, the players that I, I like this week. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna go over uh I like over Jameson Crowder this week as well. I know you would be talking about him uh, coming back and having a good connection. I, I just think well, Cleveland's defense um, is 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 not strong. I know they're a ten point favorite in that game, so I'm going over uh, Jamison Crowder. I'm also going to go over Sam Donald rushing yards. I don't know if that one was out yet, but I'm going to pull a page out of your book there with the Sam Donald rushing um, over. Uh, James and Crowder receiving yards over, and then I'm just going to go to the to the to the to the last game. And uh, I know the Seahawks have been uh, difficult to run the ball against, but I just think Goff can bounce back and throw a ball. So I'm going to go over Tyler Higby, who has been involved a little bit more and more in the offense. So I'm going to go over receiving yards. Tyler Higby. Right now it's early, but those are my those are my my prop plays of the week. Uh, how about you? What, what, you what is uh, what are what are Higby yards? Just curious. Are they around thirty or something like that? Yeah, it was twenty. It was twenty and a half last time. I yeah, looked. yeah, that's on the low side. I, I agree. I think they get both of their tight ends involved, but Higby's definitely been on the on the field for more snaps. That's an interesting one. 
Uh, that's a very interesting one. Okay, so uh, I, I got a few of them. As, as, uh, I think I've got five or six of them here. So let's talk about Darren Waller. Um, this is this is the best offensive weapon on on the on the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they really have no other consistency in the passing game aside from him. Uh, although Aguilar has had some decent games, the over under for his yards is fifty five and a half. I just think that's too low. I think that's the player that I, I mean, and I know the Miami defense is a good defense. Don't get me wrong, but I just think Waller is is, is going to get a lot of balls in this particular ball game. So I like Waller at fifty four and a half. Uh, you mentioned the Seattle Seahawks game, so. The Rams' defense is good. It's probably better at kind of attacking the quarterback a little bit in the secondary. But I, I've seen the ability to run on this team. I like Chris Carson, over 49.5 yards rushing in this particular game. Uh, he's start getting the ball a lot more. He's feeling a little bit better. Uh, and he's had some good games against the Rams in the past. So I like Chris Carson in this particular game. I'm going to look at one quarterback here, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. You mentioned the Indianapolis uh, Colt game. Look, Ben Roethlisberger and this offense has not looked right for weeks now. And now you go off against a much better defensive team. The over-under on yards, 272.5 for Ben Roethlisberger. Now, I realize that the Steelers struggle to run the football, but I'm sorry, I am fading Ben Roethlisberger. 272.5 yards passing, I'm I'm fading that. Uh, My my last one, and and I'm going to say this with a caveat, you know, you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. I actually think that we're going to see potentially, you talk about the historic performances, but I think Pat Mahomes is in line for a four or five touchdown type game this week. Uh, so therefore, two and a half touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes passing. I think this, for me, this is my bet of the year. This will be a four or five touchdown pass game for Patrick Mahomes. Take the over on two and a half, two and a half touchdowns. Very nice you're giving that as your prop uh, play of the year. That is correct. Wow. Very nice. So we'll see how how it plays out in uh, NFL action. Three games today. The rest of the slate tomorrow and Monday. And uh, and uh, I guess anything else you want to add? Are we going to call that a wrap? Yeah. So I, I guess the, the the only thing I would I would talk about is you know you get to this point in time. You've played 15 weeks of football. It's amazing that the NFL has gotten to this point. Just to mention that you know our boy Howie Z. Remember he was whining and whining and whining that we were not going to see any football this year. And here we are in fantasy football playoffs. Uh, they've pulled it off to, besides, a, you know, there was a couple of deals that we had to go through with the Titans and with the Ravens. But but here we are. But we get to this point, Wiz. And, you know, generally speaking, I think the mantra out there is start your studs. Um but I think there's a number of instances and injuries play a part in it. Matchups play a part in it. Weather is not going to be a part of it. Like I said, I only mentioned the one game where I think weather is going to be involved nationally this week, and that's that, that Green Bay-Tennessee game tomorrow night. But do you, do you kind of agree with that? If you're kind of torn in this situation, like let's say it's Metcalf versus a guy like like I mentioned Russell Gage, or, or you mentioned, we both talked about Crowder. If your decision comes to between Metcalf and one of those, are you starting Metcalf no matter what? He got you to this point, obviously. Or is the matchup actually going to play in your decision-making, and do you possibly do something that's a little, you know, I would say off off the beaten track, if you will? Yeah, I think you have to separate. I think you have to separate two things. One you know, what's in your mind or what, uh, you know, uh, if he's going to have a great game or if you're feeding him that we're talking about where he's in comparison to where he's ranked or actually benching the player. So that being said, 
I would still start DK Metcalf. Um, he's you know could have a fairly quiet game, but it could still be a good game. He could catch four for fifty in a touchdown, or you know he, he the, the the thing that concerned me about the first time they played is. He wasn't giving Metcalf the 50-50 opportunity. Ramsey was covering him tight, and he just wasn't throwing the ball there. And <clears throat> Troy Aikman talked about this all the time. When he was playing, it didn't matter what you were doing to Michael Irvin. He was going to throw it to him 10 times a, day, a game, and he felt confident in his fire. And I know that Russell Wilson thinks the world of DK Metcalf. He thinks he could be you know, one of the best players to ever play in the NFL history. So you got to throw it to him like you feel that way. And uh, if he throws it to him a lot, Metcalf can come down with some plays. But I'm just looking at the, at the video, you know, looking over the first game again, and uh, he just did not throw it to him when he was covered. And, uh, you know, Ramsey's going to make it appear that he's covered a lot, but you still have to throw it to him. So, with all that being said, I would still start Metcalf. So it's interesting. You know, you, uh, we're talking about the Seattle game, and, and my buddy Connor and I were in a championship game. We, we've got the benefit of starting off with Alvin Kamara. Uh, but before this all started, we were kind of going into the week, and, and we've had Tyler Lockett, who really has done next to nothing since that huge outburst about six weeks ago. Um, and actually, we are going to start Gage. We, this is before... You know, Kamara walked onto the field and did what he did, but we were starting Gage over Lockett. Do you think that's something that makes sense, given that you know the player has just not shown uh, the consistency that we were, we used to maybe earlier in the year? Is that something that makes sense to you? Yeah, I think I think in a situation like that where Gage, especially with Julio out, has just been so involved and they just be figuring to throw the ball so much in this game against Kansas City that I think in that type of situation I would I would go with Gage because he's he's been he he he's been such a such a you know so involved in the offense. So under that situation I would probably go with Gage just because it's a, it's kind of a perfect storm I think. All right, good stuff. All right, so we're going to wish everybody well if you're in your championship game this week or may- maybe it's next week and, and we will be you know back next week to talk about because we know some leagues are conducting Week 17 championships, so I'm not an advocate of it. Uh, but we wish you well in, in your uh, in your championship games if it's, in fact, the weekend for it. Wiz, I know you're in one. I'm, I'm, I'm in a few as well. So looking forward to that. Enjoy the action. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, and that's that. And then I think one thing I did want to mention, Wiz, is you know we'll be telling people what we do for the playoffs for fantasy action. Just because the regular season's ending, we're going to do a complete episode on that. So we look forward to kind of going that uh, over that with people as well. So that's it. Enjoy the three games today uh, and all the action tomorrow. Uh, and that's it, Wiz. Enjoy. Uh, have a good rest of the weekend and have fun and good luck. You do the same.